Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome into Jack in the Box yet again live at Radio Row right here in Las Vegas. I want to say sunny Las Vegas, but let's be real now, Malcolm, not super sunny. Malcolm, welcome back. Final day together on Radio Row. Absolutely, sir. Looking forward to the to, to the final day of uh, Radio of, of uh, Media Row, and uh, we have some exciting uh, guests, uh, you know, uh, hopping on uh, today. We got At Bar Beachamilla, we got Saquon Barkley and Tommy DeVito. We have Steve Avila, we have Brandon Cooks and Stefan Gilmore, and we have Bobby Odorike. I'm really excited, man. It's been a great, great week doing this with you, Malcolm. You've done a, ph- a phenomenal job. Obviously, we are here, unified coverage of the Super Bowl with Special Absolutely. Olympics and fan-sided. And um, it's been a joy working with you, man. It's been a joy working with you as well, Sterling. Uh, if, you had, if you had to say one highlight of this week, what, what would that highlight for you be? Oh, man. Chiefs being in the Super Bowl. How about that one? Yes. We'll go with the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl. You actually had a chance to go to NFL Honors last night. Yeah, I did. Talk, talk more about that experience. Oh, oh my goodness, uh, Sterling. NFL Honors red carpet last night was incredible. Got to interview uh, Tyron Taylor, Gail King, uh, Andrew Whitworth, Jerry Jones. Jerry the, Jones? Yeah, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, Micah Parsons. Wow. Oh, man. It, it, Bijan Robinson of the uh, Atlanta Falcons last night. Yeah. And then Kerry Champion, Taylor Rooks, a, a Bleacher Report. It was awesome. What was Jerry Jones like? I can't picture. We've talked to a lot of players. Yeah. We have not talked to an owner. Yeah. Not, especially the most hands-on owner yeah. in sports. What was it like talking Man, with Jerry? Jerry Jones, I got to tell you, Sterling, was just very, very um, – very just, uh, very just serene, just, just very welcoming as a person, you know, just very awesome to talk to. Um, he was just phenomenal. Uh, everyone who is listening right now, as a heads up, uh, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and we can raise a thousand dollars for Special Olympics, yeah. so it goes for a great cause. Patrick Allen, co-host on Arrowhead Addict, is getting a tattoo. So this is a big deal. If you care about the community, you care about Special Olympics, yes. or even if you just care about seeing Patrick do something stupid, donate, any amount counts. Picture Sarah McLaughlin with the wings, or the arms of an angel yes. behind this, yep. right? Let's do it, let's get to a thousand bucks. We are close, we are at about 865. So thank you guys so much. And again, it goes to a great, great cause. cause. Um, and uh, I've, also had, I've also had an exciting week as well, the Thunderbirds were, were amazing to interview. They gave me a nickname, and I love the nickname they gave me. They gave me Smoke. So I am going to absolutely keep that nickname. I love it, and uh, it's been a phenomenal week. Can't wait to can't wait to have Afbar Jamila hop on Sag in the Box uh, shortly. Yeah.
It's going to be a great time. Uh, and by the way, for everyone listening right now, if you've not downloaded the BetMGM app, you'll definitely want to take advantage of this limited offer. New users who sign up through our link must deposit $10 and place a first wager of $5 on any live bet. Once your bet is placed, you will instantly receive $158 in bonus bets. You will get two bonus bet tokens of $50 and one $58 token, allowing you to make multiple wagers with your bonuses. This offer is only available if you sign up through our link, bit.ly forward slash arrow 158. You can find that link in the description below, our stream, as well as scan the QR code on screen to start signing up. Again, the link is bit.ly forward slash arrow 158. This offer ends right after the big game, so don't miss out. Offers only available to new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the link and full terms of the offer. Yeah. Now, um, I will say, we got a couple of, uh, of bets earlier. So, some betting advice from a betting expert. And uh, I was told Rice over 67 and a half receiving yards. I was told Kittle over three and a half receptions and Kittle over 47 and a half yards receiving. I like all three of those. You don't have to do it. Don't blame me if it doesn't hit. But also, if you want to use it, the BetMGM app, that is the way to do it. And again, using our code, bit.ly forward slash arrow 158. Man. Man, what a... What a week. What a week. What a week. And we are nearly there. Yeah. We are almost... Almost a, sun, almost a Sunday, almost yeah, to the, almost days, the Super Bowl. Two, two days away from the big game, uh, Sterling. I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a, uh, it's going to be back and forth. Um, both teams are going to go at it. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be very close, but in the end, like I, you know, I've said this to you all week long, and I'll, and I'll keep uttering it. Kansas City, Kansas City, hands down, is going to win this game. Hands down. Yeah, hands down. How close? I got him winning by three. By three. So yeah. it's a close game. Hands close down, game. but still a close game. Yeah, still Hands a close down. game. Hands down, absolutely. Why do you think the Chiefs win this game? Why do you feel I, so confidently about it? I feel so it? confident the Chiefs are going to win this game is because they're going. Spaz is going to dial up blitzes on block, on Brock Purdy, and I feel like I feel like Isaiah Pacheco is going to have a big game. I feel like Chris Jones is going to have a big game. Carlotis for uh, Kansas City is going to be big as well. So I just think that Kansas City is just going to do enough to beat San Francisco. Awesome. All right, Malcolm. All right. We got at Barbie Jamila. What's here going on? Sack in the box. Malcolm. You know him as former NFL player, current host of CBS, current host of the talk on CBS, co-host of American Ninja Warrior. But he also is the voice of Thursday Night Football promos for Amazon Prime and was voted People Magazine's 2023 Sexiest Man. Uh, <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, He's man. also brought to us by Experian. Yeah, yes. What yeah. are you doing with Experian right now? Yeah, so Experian, you know, I've partnered up with Experian now for several years, and they have Experian Boost, which is really out to help people boost their credit score, yeah. doing the simple things and simple responsibility that we do on a normal basis, right? Paying for your utility bills, paying for your streaming services. These things help to improve and boost your credit score. Experian Boost is revolutionary. You know, it used to be people thought that you had to put yourself in debt by going getting a credit card to try to improve your credit score. Well, they flipped that whole idea upside down and going, no, like you don't have to go do all of this craziness to improve your credit score. Yes. We want to help people improve it by 
give them the opportunity to get credit for what they do already, taking care of business. Now, they did a survey, which is interesting because the people who are preparing to watch the game, that 30% of them said they don't have a financial game plan. And when you think about that, like think about going into a football game without a game plan. Like that's, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. <laughs> it's a bad idea if you're going into a football game without a game plan. Well, 80% of those people said, you know what? They want to do something to improve their credit score. And so Experian has something else that they've just rolled out, which is, to me, it's, it's genius. There's the, uh-oh, where, where is it? Here it is. They've got the Experian Smart Money Digital Checking Account that allows nice. people to set up a checking account. Yeah, this is my actual card right here. Boom. Just tap it right there. I'll show you my number here. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, 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 you go. <laughs> he's over here trying to get the, the number. The camera guy's coming out trying he's to like, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hey, we are in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm going to boost my credit all right. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it, it, you, with this, you can set it up, and it's all embedded. The um, Experian Boost is embedded within the Experian uh, Smart Money Digital Checking Account, and all of that stuff that you're spending that helps, is, that qualifies towards boosting your credit, it gives, it's simple, man. It's simple yeah. math. It's not the new math. It's simple math. You know what I mean? I, I, well, yeah. I need simple math. Yeah. I, I can hardly count to 21 in blackjack, so uh, <laughs> I, I need that simple math. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Abar, let's yeah. talk about your career. I mean, I looked at I looked at your career. You went to San, San Diego State. Yeah, go Aztecs. San, you went to the Aztecs in the Mountain West. What was that transition like as a linebacker in college and into the NFL? You know, it was uh, it was interesting. You know, there was a lot of different transitions. You know, before I got to San Diego State, I was a basketball player at mm -hmm. Crenshaw High School. Um, I only played one year of high school football. Um, so I had to make that transition. I got to college football on a scholarship and didn't know a lot about football because I'd only played it for one year. Yeah. And I remember my, uh, my defensive line coach, Coach Ken Delgado, um, he said, I want you to line up on the guard. And I looked at him like, hmm, which one's the guard? And his eyes got big and was like, what? And he's like, this is the blank tackle. This is the blank guard. This is the blank center. And over there is the blank and blank tight end. Yeah. And I never forgot it. And so whenever I would like line up, I'd be like, this is the blank. This is the, this is the blank. This is the blank. I had to remember it that way in order to you know go. But I made that transition. But then when I got to the NFL, I had to make another transition from D lineman to outside linebacker yeah. and that was probably one of the more challenging transitions just because it had a lot more levels to it I had to understand coverage I had to understand route concepts and you know what the quarterback is doing and all this other kind of stuff so um, but you know what the great ones adjust and so what I learned in that process although I didn't have a prominent NFL career you know I did learn how to make adjustments on the fly and yeah. so I'm forever grateful for all the coaches that I had from my, the late great Marty Schottenheimer 
um, and all those coaches who invested their time in teaching me and helping me transition. Yeah, what, what is that like for a lot of people listening? Obviously, it's very unique. 4 3, 3 4 defense is going to yep, be different. Yep. Go from defensive end to outside linebacker yep. in those positions. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a little different. Can you get a little background to the schematic differences here? Yeah, so in a 4 3 defense, which I grew up playing in college football and my first year in the NFL, it's hands in the ground. I'm a defensive end. I had to worry about like the power and the line movement and power run, pulling guards, pulling center, you know, a scoop block, down blocks, you know, guys trying to push you out, fullback coming down. So those line progressions, I can do it with my eyes closed. Yeah. But when you move one level back into the linebacker position, you have to drop into coverage. You have to figure out what the hook to curl is and what location is going to be, where the route depths are going to go. Hey, he's running an in route. What depth is he running that in route so you can jump in front or underneath or you've got you know, understanding like force. Oh, who has this? Cover three, cover two, cloud force. The corner has the outside edge. You're not responsible for that. So these things is unfamiliar to a defensive yeah. lineman. You're like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> so you're trying to play football and process all of this stuff, and these guys are running four threes and yeah. coming at you really fast. And you're, you're thinking <laughs> and trying to move fast. You know, I wasn't slow. I ran a four, five, nine, but I'm trying to process all of that. And that was like, yeah. yo, this is, this, is, <laughs> this is a lot. You know what I mean? Wow. Um, and so, you know, I struggled, but I eventually got it. There's a coach who's a defensive, uh, excuse me, outside linebacker coach, Greg Minuski. Went on to become a DC for the uh, for the Commanders for a very long time, um, but he taught me football, which helped me get into sports broadcasting. Had he never taught me that and spend that time investing in teaching me, um, I don't know that I would have even had an opportunity to get into sports broadcasting because I didn't know the game like I thought I knew. So. Did I call D Lyman's dumb? No. But they have the on defense, they have the right. least responsibility yeah. when it comes yeah. to the overall scheme. If, if you're a dog, all you gotta do is go beat that lineman in front of you and get to the quarterback. That's it. That's all you gotta worry <laughs> about. You, you didn't call him dumb, you implied it, let's be real, that they're not picking up on the implication. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, at Bart. Yeah. During your time at San Diego, San Diego State, with you know, you know, while you're while you were at San Diego State, did that help you in any way prepare for your career as a broadcaster? You know what? No, not really. Um, but I think what it did was intro me to um, something that I knew I was going to have interest in. It's funny because graduating with a degree in communications and emphasis in new media studies, mm -hmm. nothing I did at San Diego State prepared me for what it is. It's like the evolution of broadcast had changed. Like there was no internet. Oh, there's internet, but there was no YouTube and streaming and all that stuff. That was not a thing, you know what I mean? So everything right. I learned about, I still remember learning about the, the, the red and the blue, the green and, you know, the, the bars and, you know, all this different stuff mm -hmm. and signals. And I'm like, that stuff doesn't apply today. So yeah. it's moved yeah. so fast that it just was antiquated. And not that San Diego State is a great education, right. but that just lets you know how fast things have moved from, because there's a time that I spent that five-year period mm -hmm. playing in the NFL. So right. by the time I got out of the NFL, everything I had learned in college didn't apply anymore. It was, it was done. At, and then while you are in college back then, you, you didn't have social media platforms no. like X or Instagram or Twitter. No. You did you have know? MySpace. You didn't have MySpace, MySpace. either. You didn't have, yeah. Or Facebook for that matter. Yeah. No, Facebook was not a, not a thing. Yeah. So, American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. I know it's obviously different than NFL athletes, but what are some similarities and some differences? Because, I mean, the absolute strength these guys have, I've, I've had a friend who tried to train for it and just 
it blows my mind. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's out here looking like Darren Sproul. Can you talk more about the American Ninja Warriors? Because I, I always find this fascinating to watch. Yeah, I think the commonality between the American Ninja Warrior athletes and the NFL athletes, I probably will say short-term memory mm. and the ability to, to adjust. And when I say short-term memory, meaning when something goes bad or something goes wrong, you have to forget it and keep moving forward. Right. And so they might have struggled on the obstacle before. If they get in their heads about that, going into the next obstacle, they're going to fail. Yeah. Same thing, you missed a catch and you're still thinking about the last catch that right. you dropped going into the next play. Like you gotta, okay, it's done with. I did it, yeah. I'm gonna improve, yeah. it's done. A lot of people don't have that ability. Some people like like to wallow in their mistakes and wallow in that. Yeah. So it's like keep pushing. Right. Uh, I think the other thing is you know like to me, which is is critical, is problem solving. Yeah. Being able to problem solve. Ninja Warrior, these athletes are coming out there and seeing obstacles for the very first time, and they have to problem solve on the fly. What happens when you know in Kansas City they give. Brock Purdy a different look that he has not seen before. Yikes. That ball snaps, he's got to make adjustment. Yep. So my coach used to always say, um, sudden change, sudden change. Yeah. And we used to actually train and prepare for a sudden change. What happens when you're in the middle of the game and there's a sudden change? How do you respond? That right there is the making of a great athlete, the ability to adjust and adapt to sudden change. Final question here, Malcolm. Final question for you, Atbar. Is there a contestant on American Ninja Warrior that would make it in the NFL? Oh, no. No, and the only reason why is because it's not a contact sport. Right. Um, yeah. If you get somebody 265 pounds, like that happened to me when I was with the Chargers and the Seattle Seahawks, and I had a guy coming. He, this dude ran a 4-4. He was 260 pounds, 6'3", and was running full speed. He hit me so hard, it literally bent my face mask. This is iron. Nope. And that's when I knew. I mean, that's when I knew. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, this game is changing. Because when I came out, I ran a 4.59. That was considered fast. Yeah. Right. For my size, they're like, damn, you ran a 4.59? Like, my goodness. And these guys were getting heavier and faster. I'm like, you know, that's just simple math when you go, yo, like, it takes force. To, I mean, it takes mass to move mass. Well, mass plus speed at that for that. That, that equals chaos. <laughs> that, that equals chaos. And so, no, I don't think any of the guys are the Ninja Warrior. And that's not a knock to the athleticism. It's just you hit one of those guys, they're going to break. Akbar, really appreciate the time. Everyone, check out Experian. Yep. Make sure you go. Oh, oh, oh sorry. sorry. Yeah, other don't, side, other don't, side. Don't be trying to get my don't, don't, go, don't go try getting this card now. Come on now. Experian boost. Boost. Boost, baby. Yep. Hey, thank you so much. Akbar, B. Jamila, yep. thanks for joining us today. Thank really you so much. Appreciate time. it. Thank you. Hey, have a good one. Thank Thanks, you. man. Right. Hey, take it easy. All right. Take it easy, Al Bar. All right, thank you. You're welcome. That was great. That was so much fun. That was fun. That guy does everything. Wow. That guy Phenomenal. does everything. Wow. You think he could do American Ninja Warrior? Mm, I would have to give it a shot. I believe in you. I, I would have to give it a shot. I think I could do it. You know, you know, it's a lot of training, you know, and I am an athlete, so, you know, so especially yeah. when we do have to train when we play a certain sport. So it's like like basketball. I'm running up and down the court, basically, you know, doing uh, doing suicides. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, the worst. Yeah, suicides, we dude. Oh, suicides man. Like, 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 during, like during practice, we got to do suicides. 
We have to do layup drills. We have to do, um, we have to, we're playing full court up and down five on five. It's like, it's physical. Yeah. Man. And you have to be able to take the brunt of the punishment, you know, when you're out on the court. You know, like, you know, you, you know, you can get bumped, you can basically get hurt, you know, it's just, it's like I said, Sterling, you have to be able to take the brunt of the punishment. Yeah. Uh, that's not me. I, I'm, I'm not taking the, uh, the brunt of the punishment. That, that's, that, that's not my style, Malcolm. It's I, not your style. I, I think American Ninja Warrior might be more my speed than uh, going over the middle or getting hit by, uh, by Akbar. Now, now let's, say you, let's say you're on A&W, right? A&W and, root beer? No, A&W, American, American Ninja Warrior, sir. Okay. Yeah. Let's A&W, say you're yeah. on there and you're, you're doing the awesome course. Would you be able to? Would you be able to, to to finish every single part of that course? No, zero chance I could, Malcolm. Zero chance zero I could. Chance? Yes. But guess what we have right now, Malcolm? Oh yes, we have Saquon Barkley and Tommy DeVito. Yeah, we are here unified coverage of the Super Bowl with Special Olympics and fan sided. Join now yeah, by two giants. Mike. Saquon <laughs> wants the mic. Saquon wants it. They're brought to you uh, with Marriott. Bonvoy to give two members the ultimate VIP weekend at Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Today? We're doing. I'm I'm doing great. How you doing, Tommy? I'm doing good. I'm blessed to be here with my man. It's my man's birthday today. Happy I'm birthday, Saquon! Saquon. Thank you so much. Birthday in Vegas. Today. Yeah. Tommy. Tommy, you, you taking him out or? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get some dinner. We'll have a good time. Nice. <laughs> awesome. All right, what do you guys do with Marriott? So uh, yesterday, actually, with Marriott, we had uh, they had two winners come out, and we played golf. Thanks to my coach over here, I was, I was a little eh, but uh, he was holding it down, and uh, it was a good time. We had two people come out, and we just—it was a great time. Minus the wind, it was a little windy yesterday, but besides that, we had a really good time. <laughs> it was an ultimate VIP uh, experience. Uh, it was fun to, to get out there with the with the members. Um, it was a good way to introduce the golf season. I don't think any of us uh, was shooting a, a, a record low, um, <laughs> but we had fun. We had a blast, and. Um, yeah, anytime you can go out there on a golf course, it was a beautiful golf course, and just spend quality time uh, with those members, it was, it was special. Do you both have a favorite uh, course you play? A favorite golf course? I would probably say for me, I played a lot of really good courses. Uh, Liberty is the first one that come to my mind, uh, just because of the view of the city. Um, so I'll, I'll go with Liberty. What about you, Tommy? I'm not a giant golfer, but I'll tell you what, the course that we went to yesterday, was pretty dope. It was in the middle of the <laughs> desert, first of all, it popped up in the middle of nowhere. They had the mountains in the background with like the snow on top. I was like, yeah, I don't nice. see that in Jersey. So that was that was a cool experience. At the NFL Honors last night, you did that little that little sketch right there with uh, Keegan Michael Key. How was that? What, what, the good fellas. I can hold it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can hold that one. Bad, you can hold that one. He's no. not used to handing the, the hitting so it off. I Yeah, it was an awesome experience. Um, that's somebody that you know I've kind of grew up watching. You know all the skits, all the funny stuff they were doing. Yeah. You know, I always think about the substitute teacher thing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so when they brought the idea to me uh, a couple days ago, I was like, yeah, I'm game. Kind of ran through it, and then it was just it was just fun and easy. He's a really cool dude. Is someone that I kind of I uh, was happy to meet, I'll say, because, you know, I don't know if I'm going to run into him again. So it was just a really cool overall experience. Yeah. Yeah, let's transition back to football. Um, Tommy, I mean, uh, Saquon, uh, you can answer this one. What makes Tommy such a great leader on and off the field? Uh, I would say just his swagger and confidence. It's rare to see, you know, a rookie um, at any level. But just think about an undrafted quarterback 
that is just thrown into the fire. And the second he got into the huddle, you could just feel his confidence. You could just feel his swagger. And when you have that, you know, you, you want to rally behind a guy like that. And we're able to streak some wins together. And uh, it was a fun. It was it was fun to be a part of it. And I think he showed that, you know, he, he might have been undrafted, but he's here to stay. He has, he has a lot of talent. And I believe he could, he could be a future starting quarterback in, in the league. Yeah, Tommy, what, what was that like for you? I mean, the first couple of games, you were thrown into the fire. And then all of a sudden, you hear some stuff on the media, you're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then you take off. You had a great stretch to end the year. What was it like when you first got the starting quarterback nod and the transition from, uh, again, how you got better as the season went on? Yeah, the transition was easy, honestly, just because of guys like Say, a lot of the veterans in the locker room that kind of, you know, supported me and told me like they had my back. Like, yeah, I like to think like I have a good amount of confidence and swagger, which I think is needed at the quarterback position. But at the same time, like to have guys like Saquon Barkley and yeah. all the vets like Dex in the locker room, just like, you know, let it no be known that they have your back just lets you go out and play with that much confidence. And then obviously when you have some some positives going on in the field, everything just grows off of that and everything rallies around it. But, you know, it's all a uh, testament to those guys. And and this guy, the ball makes my job a lot easier. <laughs> Helps the defense soften up a little bit for the past game. So I appreciate it for that. But, um, yeah, it's all a testament to the guys in the locker room. Justin Pugh had a pretty fun story about your confidence level yesterday. In the, you guys were both in the practice squad together when he originally signed. And he goes, typically they're all reserved, and he's the leader because he's been the veteran. And he goes, no, man, Tommy had the thing going. Tommy came up. He was automatically the leader. Everyone just looked right towards you. That was kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. Justin Pugh's a really cool dude. Uh, you know, this is my obviously first time meeting him, but he's been in the league for a long time for a reason, obviously. And he has just that veteran. I think that's what helped the offense and the team, especially like when he was, became a part of the team. I think that helped the offense propel just because that gave the offensive line a guy to look up to, that really old guy that's really been in the league for a while and just has that standard at all times. So I think that that helped the group. And especially for me, like all he talks about on the scout team, we can talk about that. He's like, it all starts with the break. As soon as you break the huddle, it all starts with the break. He talks about it all the time. Like, you break that huddle confidence, everybody's on the same page. That's like, that's just one step in the right direction. So it all starts with the break. Do you both have a memorable moment playing together this season? I do. Uh, for me, uh, we had a, we had a, we were playing Washington, and we had a play uh, design where I kind of had like a double move. And I've been, I've been, uh, I've been asking for that for so long. And I just remember looking at him and I'm like, hey, bro, look off the safety. Hold the safety for me. And he looks at me like, what it looked like. Like, do you think, like, what do you think of me? Like, he was like, bro, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Don, Tug. Yeah, so that's the exact same play that I'm thinking about. So it goes back to during camp, actually. It actually worked out kind of perfect. Going back to camp, I, you know, I was the three. I would throw to the running backs and tight ends while, you know, DJ and Ty would throw to the receivers. So, like, all of my reps would be with the running backs, tight ends. So we would throw that route all the time throughout <laughs> camp. So as soon as they called it, yeah, we did one-on-one yeah, -on -one reps every time. So as soon as they called it, I'm like, oh, it's up. I'm like, say, just roll. He was like, trust me. I was like, bro, I'm trusting you. We're putting it up. As soon as they called the play, touchdown. It was like, perfect how it ended. But that, that was my favorite play of the season. Awesome. Uh, Saquon, I know you grew up a Jets fan. So what was it like when the Giants drafted you? Were you, were you I mean, you can't be bummed. You're going to the NFL. But still, it's a little bit of like a, dang, that's the, yeah. that's the wrong team in New York. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't be mad because um, – I was the number two pick of the NFL yeah, draft. Yeah, you can't be uh, bummed. The, Gi the Jets were three. I don't know if they would have would have taken me if the Giants didn't. But uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun uh, being a growing up being a Jets fan. My dad's a super Jet, super big Jets fan. When we play the Jets, my dad wears a Jets jersey. Oh, uh, he oh, roots for wow. his son, though, obviously. Oh. Um, but 
sadly, Tom, that means he's rooting against you. He's rooting for his son. Like, <laughs> sadly, sadly, as a Jets fan growing up, there was a lot of times where the Jets weren't good, and not even in the playoffs, and the Giants would be in the playoffs. So when the Jets were in the playoffs, I would root for the other New York team. So I, I end up being in New York, uh, which is which is a dream come true. Hey, Tommy, I want to ask you. How did you choose your run-out music to The Sopranos, and are you a super fan of the show? I did not choose the music. I didn't even know that was going to happen until <laughs> until it did happen. Um, so yeah, I was, I don't know, whoever chose that thought it was kind of funny. But, yeah, I am a fan of The Sopranos. Um, I watched it multiple times over and over. The Sopranos house is right next to mine, right down the street. So that's kind of that. Have you watched The Sopranos? I've never watched it. That's just a show, right? Oh man, he's signing for hard sake. I'll, 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 get, I'll get him right. Birthday, Don't even worry he's about gonna, He's going to show we're you. Gonna, we're going to yeah. get him right. We're gonna get yeah. <laughs> when you look forward to next year, what are you guys most excited about? For you, obviously going into your second year, there's a little uncertainty there. We'll see what, what goes on. The quarterback position, but for you guys playing again, another season under your belt, um, I think there's a lot of expectations going next year with the Giants. Um, what's this look like for you guys? Yeah, so... Um, for me, I'm kind of treating it just how I did last year. You know, a lot of uncertainty. Not sure what's going to happen. The only thing I can do is keep my head down at work. And, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, just go out there and just try to do my best, enjoy it, have fun, just be myself. That's really it because you never know what's going to happen. They can go draft somebody, don't draft somebody. I mean, I don't know. I don't make any of those decisions. I'm just here, play ball, do your thing, and that's that. Yeah, kind of the same boat. Um, control what I can control. Uh, always have the right mindset uh, and work hard, you know, push others and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. What were what were your thoughts on your season as a rookie, Tommy? And uh, is there some things you could work on? Yeah, of course. Uh, there's so many ups and downs um, throughout it. Obviously, it all happened fast. Kind of got thrown into it, but you know, it was in a good way. Um, there's so many things like that. I've just been watching film on. It's like so many little things that I can correct, but at the same time, it was like. There was just so much going on. I was like, I was just trying to take stuff in from everywhere as well as like be the lead. You know? There's just a million things going on, which is kind of like at the time, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm there. But like now that I've had a time to step away and reflect and really see, you know, how everything went down and how I was playing, um, there's certainly a tremendous amount to be able to clean up. But um, yeah, I think it was, a, it, was a, it was a decent start. So we got Tommy Cutlets. <clears throat> what, what, what's your go-to nickname for Saquon? Say. Say? Let's say, yeah. Quadzilla. Tiger nah. Woods. <laughs> never heard that one. <laughs> if we're ever on the course again, that one's gonna come out. <laughs> hey Saquon, Tommy, Saquon, really appreciate it. I will, I will say, I will say yesterday, the first drive of the day, really we you. lost the ball. That ball went. <laughs> Tommy and Saquon, really appreciate you guys uh, hopping on today. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, and thank you again to Marriott Bonvoy. Again, the ultimate VIP experience right there. And thank you guys. Happy birthday again, Saquon. Happy birthday, Saquon. Fun birthday in Vegas, huh? Don't uh, don't do what I did last night. Don't 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 lose on the blackjack table. <laughs> you guys are smart. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, Tommy great. and uh, Saquon were fun to talk to. Uh, Sterling, they were fun. They were awesome, man. They were awesome. They were fun. Uh, I think they liked Tiger Woods, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good one right there. That is a pretty good one, uh, Sterling. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't know what I did there. That, that might be one that gets busted out in the, in the team locker room, right. Tiger Woods. You know, Tiger Woods. You don't yeah, like that yeah, nickname. Yeah. Well, you yeah. got it. Man. I can't believe it's his birthday. Yeah, I can't believe it's I, I didn't. I was shocked you didn't start singing to him. Yeah. 
Why didn't you? I just, you know, I, I just didn't, you know, I, I felt like, you know, just saying happy birthday, you know, was just a better segue, you know? It could be. You could, you could just wish you happy birthday, but, you know, I, I, do you have a good singing voice, Malcolm? Yeah, I do. You do have a good singing voice? I do. What's your go-to song to sing? Happy birthday to you. See, you could have done it. You could have sang it. How are y'all doing? What's good? How are you doing? Nice to see you, Sterling. Sit down. I don't want to trip on any wires. Oh, you're golden. Catch me. He's in front of me. Yeah. We got Steve Avila jumping on Sang in the Box right now. Yeah. How you doing today, Steve? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Are you promoting anything out here? I wish I was. Promoting Steve, baby. No, I probably could have, but I just, you know, wanted to be present, you know, here. Want to talk some ball. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. So, you obviously, you played at TCU. You started every game your rookie season this year with the with the Chargers. What was, or with the Rams, excuse me. What was it like being the only guy to play every single offensive snap this season? Yeah, I mean, that was definitely, it was one of my goals, you know, uh, going in to at least leave a mark, you yeah. know, my rookie season. Um, I knew what was expected out of me uh, when I got drafted. Yeah. So um, it definitely means a lot. I mean, I, I've played a lot of ball. I've learned a lot. I've done a lot this year. Um, and hopefully I can, you know, build off of that next year. Do you plan to stay at left guard, obviously? I mean, you moved around a lot, especially mm -hmm. in college as well. Is that where you're most comfortable, or you're kind of like a uh, – I mean, it, honestly, it's really dictated off of what I did last. Like, sure. um, when, yeah. I, my, when I was coming off the year of playing center, I would have said center was my – you know. Sure. So, sure. I mean, I always like to do what's asked of me. I never have any gripes, so I'll do what's asked of me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. At TCU, <clears throat> transitioning from, from, from when you played at TCU to the Rams – what was that toughest transition? Oh, man. Uh, just the speed of the game, I guess. You know, people always talk about that, mm -hmm. um, but you don't really realize it until <laughs> you're going against Aaron Donald. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's so funny because one of the first practices that I went against him, I got spanked. And <laughs> I, in my head, I'm like, if this is anything of what I'm going against, yeah, I'm yeah. in trouble. But, I mean, you know, what comes with practice, I mean, you start learning things. And I feel like that's what happened this year. Um, I've learned a lot from going against him and Kobe Turner, yeah, who I felt yeah. like we both, you know, have gotten better as the season went on. So, yeah. Who, who's the toughest guy you had to block this year? You know, a lot, not, of, people, a lot, of, people, a lot of people <laughs> ask me that. And it's, it's tough to say because I feel like everybody gave me their, like, different problems. Sure. I, I always say that I, um, I had tough groups to go against. Yeah. Like, I think one of our worst games was going against Dallas. Okay. That yeah. game gave me like mental problems afterwards. <laughs> it's one of those like where you look in the mirror and it's like, do I suck? You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, you talk about having you know mental toughness. That's when you have to start bouncing back because uh, I think the next game we went against the Packers. Yeah. And at least for a quarter, I was like, I had to get back into the groove of you know not being so timid with what I was doing. Yeah. So um, yeah. What advice do you have for for college athletes? That are you know that are getting you know that that are, that are going to uh, come you know get you know coming to the NFL. What advice would you have mm -hmm. for those uh, you know like high school to mm -hmm. college athletes? Yeah. I mean you got to stay on the grind. I mean a lot of people think of NFL and they start thinking of money. Um, yeah. That is one of the last yeah. things that I thought about. I mean you have to put in the work to get here, um, and you know what comes with being on a team is the money and you have to be on a team first yeah, yeah. so um i don't want people to get you know cloudy with 
oh, I'm projected to go here or there. You know, you got to put in the work, you know, to, and even high school to college, you yeah, know, yeah. it's the same exact thing. So, yeah. What was it like at TCU? You were on that great team down there, mm -hmm. um, obviously with Max, uh, Quentin. Yeah. Um, what was that like? Again, I, I'm a Mizzou guy, a Mizzou alum. <laughs> okay. So I root for the non-Bamas, the yeah. non-Georgias, Ohio State. You know, yeah, like, yeah. We'll, we'll take that tier down. Uh -huh. but, but it's awesome seeing the success. What was that season like for you? Uh, it definitely meant a lot to me. Um, there was a period of time where if I would talk about it, I'd probably start tearing up. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I was there for five years. I've seen a lot. I mean, a lot of adversity hit the people that I was with. Um, and for the last year, a lot of the guys that were going to graduate graduate decided to come back. Yeah. And that just showed me how dedicated they were yeah. to putting their all into this last season. And I feel like that's what happened. Um, you know, it was a very emotional time, you know, for all of us just to know how much we've been through right. and to do what we did just means a lot to me. So, yeah. Man, Steve, what, Steve, which player or coach was the most instrumental in helping you adjust to and excel in the NFL mm -hmm. this year? Uh, I wouldn't really point out one guy, and I know I've said that a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. sorry. But, but that's true. It, it, it's true. I mean, it was a collective group. I mean, because we, we drafted 14 rookies, so mm -hmm. all of us needed to contribute, and I felt like the offensive line that we had, they you know all took me under their wing. They gave me advice and all that stuff, and I just feel like we have such a great coaching staff that everybody, yeah. you know, I have no complaints with anybody, and they, they've definitely put us all in position to succeed. What's Sean McVay like as obviously just an offensive mind? I mean, mm -hmm. he, he's very unique, and we've seen time and time again different iterations of the Rams with Sean McVay, McVay there at least. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some offensive, success, offensive mm -hmm. success. What does he ask of an offensive lineman? Uh, he just wants to be on the same page. It's such a – I've never – like, he, one of the best coaches I've been I've been with. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've been in the league one year. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't really mean I'm yeah. but, um, but, um no, it's just he loves to collaborate with everybody. Like, it's an open floor when we're in walkthrough. He asks people, hey, what do you think about this? And I just feel like that that's such an amazing thing to have as a player, you know, because he wants to get everybody's insight on how things are done. So um, he knows so much, and he knows what's best for all of us offensively, and I feel like that's why we had a lot of success. I want to ask you, like, playing at SoFi Stadium, what's that, you know, what's that um, atmosphere like at SoFi? I mean, uh, it's I amazing. So my first time playing at SoFi, I got yeah. blown out 60 to like 7 <laughs> in the national championship. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, I got drafted. I tried. I, the one thing I told myself was that I'm never going to let that happen again. <laughs> but um, it's, it's an amazing stadium. I mean, it is obviously newer, but I, I honestly think it's one of the most beautiful stadiums there. We have such awesome fans that make that environment just such amazing. Um, I, I always take pictures every time I'm on the field before the game starts yeah. uh, just to have memories of it. So, yeah. I would love to go to a game out in SoFi, out in Inglewood. I've always wanted I've always wanted to go to a Rams mm -hmm. home game. I need to experience one. It, it will just be phenomenal. It's, mm -hmm. it, it's on my bucket list of stadiums to go to. Oh, for sure. I, and because it, it looks amazing, mm -hmm. you know, just seeing it. I mean, when you watch, you know, when, when I'm watching you guys, you know, back home in Florida, I'm like watching you guys, you know, just the, the stadium is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. When we have, when we, I think we played Thursday against the Saints. That was probably the best. It was Thursday night. That yeah. was probably the best atmosphere. So if you do catch a game and you got to catch a night game, it <laughs> yeah. was amazing. I love it. That'd be fun. Yeah, I loved it.
what's it like blogging for Matt Stafford? I mean, he's such a unique quarterback with mm -hmm. some of the arm angles as well. I know he's not the most mobile guy, but I think for the most part, unlike Mahomes, Mahomes, <laughs> you have no idea where he's going to yeah, be. Yeah, Lamar, sure. no idea where, mm -hmm. what that drop's going to be like. Yeah. Stafford, you might have a little more understanding. Has that helped you your rookie season as well? Yeah, I mean, he know he's played a lot of. I mean, I I'd never say this out loud, but I watched him when I was like 11. Yeah, and I just think that's, <laughs> that's so crazy. Um, but one of the things that I told myself when I first got there is I do not want to get this guy hurt. Like it would physically hurt me internally yeah. to get this guy hurt. And um, I did a pretty good job of, of not, yeah. Yeah, there was did. a couple times and I do have a story that I probably won't share because it is pretty long, but. Um, <laughs> well, you got time. If you, if you want to have some fun with it. <laughs> yeah, have some fun with this. <laughs> you want to have some fun, Steve, yeah. we're here. Okay. We're here. All right, y'all want to hear the story. Let's hear it. Let's All right, hear it. it's Absolutely. kind of embarrassing, but it's pretty funny. But so we played the Seahawks the second time. We installed this play. Um, that USC ran that, that week before. It yeah, was a trick yeah. play, and it takes forever. <laughs> I think it's a handoff to the receiver. The receiver turns back, throws yeah. it to the quarterback, and then he chucks it downfield. But um, before we ran that play, some stuff happened on the other sideline where one of our guys got body slammed. So I ran all the way over Ooh. there, and I'm just talking to <laughs> letting them have it. So the next play, we run the, the trick play, and a lot of stuff happened and you have to block forever yeah. and ultimately what ended up happening is someone had came around and my guy of course, of course. <laughs> absolutely obliterated matthew and i felt so bad when you talk about like how i just told you yeah. i felt so bad because he threw an interception too mm. and then mm. after me talking mess yeah all the, all the players <laughs> 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 and then uh, I'm walking off, and I was on the I was on the bench. I'm like, dude, I feel like crap, and um, that's just I mean, it's a motivator for me. I want to feel like that. Yeah. So um, you know, I try my best to, to keep that guy clean. Well, I'll say you had, you had to run so far, you were tired. No, 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 no. That was the last thing. That was the last thing. That was the last thing. If y'all see the play, y'all gonna y'all gonna know what I'm talking about. But. Matthew Stafford, Steve, I want to get you out of here on this. What makes Matthew Stafford such a great leader on and off the field? Oh man, he's again like you know he's played a lot of ball. I mean, he knows what it takes. He yeah. has a Super Bowl yeah. bowl ring. He's been on the Super Bowl team. And um, when you have that kind of leadership of, of someone who can command and, and lead people, you're going you're to have a good team. So I've been fortunate enough uh, to be blessed around a bunch of guys like that, especially him. Uh, I don't think I'd want anybody else back there but him. So, yeah. Is it uh, as an offensive lineman when you're getting drafted? I don't know if you think of this at all. The Rams, mm -hmm. obviously, they throw the ball a lot. Obviously, the emergence of Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup. We know offensive linemen typically like to uh, run block, mm -hmm. right? So I think some guys are like, yeah, put me in Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> put, put, put me in New England. I want to run 80% yeah, yeah, of the time. Yeah. What, what's what's your thoughts on run block versus pass block difference? The the change from college to the NFL in this, the nuances here. Um, yeah. Um, I feel like for run blocking, I feel like pass. I feel like pass blocking is the hardest transition. Yeah. Because, I mean, with run blocking, that's just pure brute force. You yeah. know what I mean, you can have some big six seven dude just run through someone um it takes technique but not as much technique as yeah. uh pass blocking there's a lot of different stuff it's an art it literally is yeah. and when you actually watch it's a fight it's yeah. you think of boxing that's exactly what it is and there's a lot of different things that offensive linemen can do that just shows you like their technique and that's the one the best thing about playing offensive line so i do feel like uh pass blocking is is a big difference you know from college to um nfl I'm trying to get every offensive lineman on board with this. It started off as a joke, and now I want it to be serious. Fantasy football for offensive linemen. Okay, I want I, I, want, I, I, you, I get tired sometimes of Matt, and I get tired of fantasy football. You're like, 
this guy, this guy, this guy. I'm like, but what about the trenches? What about yeah. the offensive yeah. line? We got to give him some love. I don't know what stat like we yeah. could possibly yeah. have. Like, I mean, you could have like pancakes and like knockdowns and stuff. There could, be, there could be something that you could come up like times the guy was held yeah. in front of you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> how you know long I mean? they, how, how many held, seconds he held yeah. up? Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. You'd think that that would happen. I feel like that would definitely put a lot of us in a position to have as much publicity yes. as a receiver or a running back. Um, and I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, I feel like Jason Kelsey has done a good job. He's done a great job. With <laughs> marketing for offensive yeah. linemen. Yeah. So that's definitely the goal. You know, I feel like a lot of offensive linemen have different personalities. So, you know, hopefully that will happen. Yeah. Well, if Mitchell, you, oh, oh, go ahead. very quickly, very quickly, I'm sorry. Because for Kansas City, Mitchell Schwartz, right? Mm -hmm. This is kind of how the idea populated. Five-time All-Pro, yeah. never made a Pro Bowl. In my opinion, one of the best right tackles of all time. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't get the publicity, especially right. nationally, and, mm -hmm. it, and it makes me upset by that. Yeah. So this is how the idea came about. So because of Mitchell Schwartz, I'm trying to start. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm, look, I gotta, you got to do your best to get your personality out there. Yeah. Um, and I try to showcase that on the field <laughs> yeah. sometimes. So, um, yeah. Did you have anything? Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to ask one other thing real quick before mm -hmm. you head out, um, Steve. If you had one NFL legend that you would love to go up against, who would that be? Oh my gosh, that is a good question. Ah, uh, um, I know I keep bringing up Aaron Donald. That's not my answer, but that it's I'm telling you, it's been such a blessing going against you know yeah. someone like him. So um, I don't know. That's. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, I know he plays defensive end. Maybe Michael Strahan. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. You know, um, I feel like <laughs> me and Joe Green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see how much the game, how different the game was, yeah. you know, back then. Uh, you know, I can't really think of anybody right now, but, I mean, those two guys, it would definitely be awesome, you know, going against those two guys. Steven Vila, guard for the <laughs> LA, LA Rams. Rams. Thanks, for thanks for your time today, Steve. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, I definitely thanks, had Steve. some fun, man. Appreciate it, Thank man. You guys. Great stuff. Thank Great you, guys. Stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Steve Avila, guard for the, the LA Rams. Rams. 14 rookies last year. Yeah. They had success. He's a, a big reason why. Again, it's, yeah. it's a big reason. I mean, large human being, Steve, Steve is. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Yes. Right, awesome. Man. I appreciate you guys. Thanks, dude. Steve. Take it easy, man. Take it easy. Appreciate it. I mean, that's fun. Good for Steve. I, I love talking with offensive linemen. I'm not I love, kidding about. I love talking offensive linemen, too. I'm not. I'm not even. And I'm so glad I got that question. I am too. That's a great question. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. When it comes to fantasy football for offensive line, I'm now seriously considering trying to start this. Seriously considering. Let me ask you the same question I asked you. If there was, if, if you could only pick one NFL legend, who would you go up against? Who would I go up against? Yeah. Oh man. I want to play defensive end. And go around uh, Willie Rofe, because I know I couldn't do it. Wouldn't matter. Yeah. Uh, guys, we have breaking news. Breaking news. Huge news. The biggest news might be bigger than the Super Bowl itself. We have now reached $1,000. Yes. Patrick, come here. Show your face. Patrick Allen. Patrick now has Show to your face. tattoo joker now. <laughs> I'm proud to do this.
We can't hear you, Patrick. Speak up, speak up, speak you, you, you do, you know, talking for a living. You think you know how speak microphones up, Patrick, work. I would challenge all of you to put yourselves out there for a good cause, like Special Olympics, even if it means you have to get a tattoo of some kind, yeah. of some size, on your body. Uh, thank No, seriously, though. You guys are unbelievable. Thank you to everybody that donated. That's really cool. Don't stop now. Keep it coming. I'm not going to make any more promises because I've learned a, a very valuable lesson. Uh, but it's pretty awesome of you guys to rally around what we're doing here. I know it means a lot to everybody at Special Olympics, us here at Fanside, and I know Malcolm as well. Uh, so thank you, everybody. You guys are the best. Thank you. Uh, thank you, ST, STP. Thank you, STP, so much. This is awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. This is amazing. We started off as a um, funny idea. Yeah. Malcolm. It became a brilliant idea. Great cause. Great cause. Great cause. What was that? Thanks to th the Thunderbirds. Thank, thank you to the Thunderbirds. Thank, thank you to the Thunderbirds. Yeah, thank was, you, Thunderbirds, very much. That was that was amazing. Without them, yeah, the without idea them, never would have hatched. Happened. Would have ha you know, would have came through the woodwork. And now we have it, Malcolm. $1,000 later, yes. donated for the Special Olympics. Yes. And Patrick, the man. man. I don't know if you're a myth, but you are a legend. He is a legend. I'm proud of you. Proud of you, Patrick. When, when is, we can't hear you again, you don't have the microphone. Uh, it's okay, I can say whatever I want because you can't re refute <laughs> what I'm saying right now. Um, when's this gonna happen, by the way? When yeah, is the actual- when are you gonna get that tattoo? He is saying TBD, baby on the way. That sounds like an excuse. Uh, I don't like excuses, guys. I actually just like results. Okay, he's sounding a lot like the Eagles last year complaining about the field conditions. Oh. A little bit like the 49ers uh, this <laughs> yes. year complaining about, oh, the soft field. He's got, yeah, two weeks. I, I think two weeks needs to be the, uh, the cutoff date on this. Two weeks. He has enough time to get that done in two weeks. Yeah. He says maybe NFL draft shows. Can we live stream this, Patrick? We're live streaming yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's live stream that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, again, thank you guys all for you. Seriously, thank you guys for thank your donations. Thank you guys so much for your donation for Special Olympics. That means a lot. You know, that means a lot to the organization, not just for me as an athlete, but, but to all the athletes out there, you know, that that, that participating in Special Olympics. That means a lot to us. So thanks so much, guys. Uh, some news around the NFL. Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney. Um, they lead the 2024 Hall of Fame class. Awesome. A lot of guys. Um, Dwight Freeney, Patrick Willis, Devin Hester, uh, Andre Johnson, uh, Randy Gratishier, Steve McMichael. Um, really cool, man. You got to see that last night, actually, Malcolm. Yeah. You, you were there and I saw. I was there last night. And uh, NFL Honors, the red carpet, like I said last night, was unbelievable. I am and, slightly uh, surprised. It, looks, we, it also looks like that Chris Boomer, um, yeah, Boomer Berman, picked the winner for the Super Bowl. Yeah. He did. He did? He, he, did. Picked, he picked the Chiefs, didn't he? Yes, he did. He picked the yeah. Chiefs. Um, I was a little surprised that Devin Hester got in as a return man, right? Uh, yeah. I, I didn't know if there was going to be a special teamer that got in. Now I wonder if it opens a door for a Dante Hall. Hall. If it opens a door for a, honestly, an interesting one, 
Cordero Patterson that I think yeah. a lot of people don't think about. Right, Cordero Patterson who played for the Vikings and for the Raiders. But but like when you excel in special teams and also for the for, for the Falcons. Yeah, but I mean Devin Hester was obviously the greatest return man yeah, of all time. But if Dante Hall was second, if Cordero Patterson's in the top three, I wonder what their odds would be. Right. You know, again, probably fairly slim, but. This opens the door. Yeah, it does. There's a crack in the door. Can they slide one foot in to get that door open? And the great and the kicker, Adam Vinatieri, is a candidate for, uh, for for the Hall of Fame class of 2025. Yeah, and not many kickers. Two kickers, Morton Anderson, uh, Jan Stinnerud, I believe, are the only two kickers yeah. in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, Morton Anderson and Jan Stinnerud. Yeah. You're absolutely correct on that, Sterling. Good, uh, good segue there. Getting ready to be joined now by, by Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore. Yes, sir. How we doing, fellas? We are doing, 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 doing very, very, very well. Yeah. Let's do it. Man, I like your guys' outfits over no, here. I appreciate it. I like those. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm digging the outfits for both of you guys today. No, no, I appreciate it. I know you guys are here also with He Gets Us. Yeah, Can yeah, you talk yeah. more about this? Yeah, you know, um, He Gets Us, it's, it's, it's one of those things talking about really loving your neighbor you know loving loving those around you and who is your neighbor it's not guys people that look like you that talk like you but people that's maybe a little foreign to how you talk uh, how you look um and that's all it was about just spreading the love um no matter what's going on no matter what you look like um and i'm just be blessed to be able to be a part of this campaign and kind of display that love to everyone else around me brandon and stuff and stuff on i want to ask you both was there a team or a player that was difficult for you guys to go up against this season? In my mind, I don't ever think you know a player too difficult. <laughs> Even if we lose, I don't think right. the team was too difficult. It was just not our best day. That's the right. way that I look at it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, what about yeah, you? I mean, I'm pretty much the same way. Uh, but I had to give Tyreek Hill his credit. You know, he's uh, he fast, but he. Um, he fast on film, but he faster yeah. in person. So uh, he was a good player. Obviously, with the Bills and Cowboys playing for both teams, what are the differences between those fan bases? Obviously, the Cowboys and even just ownership-wise. Jerry Jones, most involved yeah. owner in the NFL, yeah. a little more hands-on, a little unique. <clears throat> what, what are the biggest differences there? I just think, um, you know, the Bills fans, they more like, you know, old-school, blue-collar fans. You know, it's all it. That's all it is to do in Buffalo is be a Buffalo fan. So it ain't much going on. Yeah. You know, and those fans have been there for years. And I think the Cowboy fans is more, you know, more worldwide. Yeah. And I think, you know, they travel. You know, they – I mean, you may see a Cowboy fan in – I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they everywhere. I feel like every every away game we went to, it was like a home game. So yeah. you know, they travel well. So. Um, they they both have great fan bases. Yeah. If you both had a nickname growing up, what was it, and did your nickname influence the one you have now? Oh. I mean, mine was just Gilly. Gilly Lock. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, really. I mean, that's that's what it stuck with me the whole way. So that, that was mine. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? Yeah, the Archer, and obviously, you know, it still it still sticks with me. You're shooting the arrows. Yeah. <laughs> How did that come about? Uh, my faith is my foundation. So, you know, one of my favorite Bible verses, it's, a, it's an opportunity to be able to, you know, give God glory just in a different way. So Psalm 144.6, absolutely. Do you guys go up against each other a lot in practice? And if so, 
yeah. who wins the majority of those times. So here we go. You trying to start a problem? You trying to, <laughs> you trying to start. No, we have. Obviously, you know, we played in New England together. Um, I remember like we was we was battling a lot there yeah. in practice just because the way our, our camps and stuff were structured, even throughout the year, throughout the season, um, and then obviously playing playing with each other this year, this past year, uh, battling. But it's one of those things that. You know, he'll get some, I'll get some, but uh, it, it sharpens each other's blade, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. You both play for the Cowboys. Did you both have a favorite Cowboys player growing up? For, for me, for, I mean, for me, it was Dion. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because he, growing up, my dad, that's all he talked about. And just me seeing, seeing him play, that's one of the reasons I wanted to play cornerback because, you know, he was an elite, as everybody know. And, you know, he was, you know, he was the best at it, so. What about you, Brandon? You know, for me, I grew up a Niner fan, uh, so it was hard for me to like anybody uh, growing <laughs> up from the Cowboys. Uh, but a lot of respect for, obviously, Michael Irvin, Emmitt Spence for the two. Uh, and then Troy, Make Troy Aikman, I got a lot of love for uh, as well. Does that mean you're rooting against the Chiefs? Does that mean you're going Niners? No, 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 no. I'm not rooting for any of this. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the league now. Once we out the league or whatever, one day, years from now, uh, I'll go back bit. to, uh, you know, rooting for somebody. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, when it comes to you guys' success, you've had it everywhere you've gone. I mean, the fact you've had 1,000-yard seasons for all these different teams is absurd to me. You, different schemes, different systems, absurd to me. A lot of times, you know, a guy's great in some system, with some team, mm -hmm. they switch, big drop off. Not for you guys. How have you both been able to have so much success anywhere Amen. you guys go? Yeah, uh, work ethic. That's what it comes down to. Uh, being willing to never be out of work uh, and not making any excuses. That's always just been my mindset. No matter who's throwing the ball, go make the play, uh, work hard. Um, and be the best that you can be and let everything else, you know, kind of take care of itself. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, just being consistent and, um, you know, not not resting on what you did last year, you know, proving yourself each and every year. And I just think um, just not being one-dimensional, you know, being able to play man, zone, whatever. What do you like just playing make, better, man or zone? I mean, I like man, yeah. but um, zone here and there depends on the down and distance, but like I said, some guys one-dimensional, and I just try to, you know, have an overall game, and so I can play in any system. If you okay, you had okay. So if you had a dream team of NFL legends, you would build around. Who would those NFL legends be? Quarterback. Yeah, quarterback. Each possession. Uh, got. Whew. I'm going. Gotta go. Oh, gotta go. Joe Montana or Brady. Uh, receivers. Yeah. Uh, I'm going. Uh, Randy Moss mm -hmm. and Steve Smith got to be on there. Yep. Um, running back. I'm going Walter Payton. Um, running back Walter Payton, tight end. I'm going. Uh, woo, that's a tough one. I'm going either Gronk or Tony Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. uh, left tackle, Trent Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or or Laramie Tunsil. And uh, put who I'm putting the slot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slot receivers. Slot. Yeah. Uh, I got to Ooh. I got to put. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Uh, now I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna have to pass it and let him go. Defense. <laughs> what about you, uh, Stephon? Defense. Yeah. You gotta. Where are we going first? Uh. Uh. 
Linebackers. Linebacker no linebackers. Going Ray Lewis. Yard. Yep. I got a lane. Three linebackers, huh? Yeah. Uh, Ray Lewis. I'm going. Um, nah. Um, Malcolm, you put him on the spot here. Yeah. Patrick Willis. <laughs> Patrick Willis. Yeah. There we go. There you go. Um, I need a cover linebacker. Who we got? Uh, Go to DB. Go to DB. I'm going to DB. Okay, safety, every free. Yeah. And I'm going strong safety. Yep. I'm going uh, Brian Dawkins. And then corner, I'm yep. going Dion. Mm -hmm. Other corner, I'm going Champ Bailey. Awesome. And in the, in the nickel, I'm going uh, Rondé Barber. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and then who we got? Dion. That's it. I gotta get some D. I gotta get some pass rush. Yeah, pass rushers. Who was your, who was your, who was your, who was your NFL legendary uh, pass rushers group? I'm telling you, I'm putting Aaron Donald in the middle. Yeah, Aaron Donald in the middle. I'm going D. Other one is uh, what's his name? Uh, Green Bay. Oh, uh, Freeney. No, 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 no. He passed away. Reggie White. Reggie White. Uh, rest Lawrence in peace, Taylor. rest in peace. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor. 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 Yeah. I feel yeah, you get that's my outside linebacker. Dean, that's it. Good, that's good. good awesome. job, guys. I know you guys get to uh, get out of here. Obviously, he gets us. Make sure everyone goes to he gets us. Is it he gets us.com? He gets us.com. Everything is he gets us. Uh, X, Instagram, he gets us. Awesome. Before yeah, I let awesome. you guys go, how fun is that? As Cam Newton walked over, you That's know, guy, saying man. hi, That's how fun guy. is it for you guys seeing yeah. a lot of these other players that maybe you don't see a lot anymore? Maybe they've retired. Yeah. Is, it, is it really enjoyable cool, for you guys? Cool. Or? It's, just a, it's a brotherhood. Yeah. It's, it's good, man, to see guys that you don't really spend that much time with unless they're on your team and then see them. Because, you know, you see, you see them after the game and then you, you fly to another city. So it's always sure. good to see them at events like this. Cool. Awesome. Thank you guys so Thank much. Thank you guys so Appreciate much. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. Awesome, yeah. Stefan yeah, and Brandon. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, no today. problem. Y'all have a good one, all right? Yeah, you you too, guys. Stay Thanks. Time. Appreciate it. See you guys. Take it easy, guys. Take, you. Take it easy. And again, make sure you guys go to hegetsus.com. Brandon Cooks and Stefan Gilmore. Gilmore. Again, oh, my gosh. Both those guys have been so good. I'm so glad. I put them on the spot. You know, like, I came up with that question out of the just throwing it out there like you were confusing them yeah malcolm you got them yeah you stumped them yeah were you trying to stump them i was you were trying to stump them yeah it was so if you had a dream team of nfl uh legends Ooh. who would your dream team be that's a very very good call derek thomas uh-huh bobby bell right willie lanier yep Jerron Sherry, I'm thinking Chiefs at this point. Come on. Yeah. No, it's a good, it's a good question. It's tough. Yeah, I think Ray Lewis in the middle. Maybe Luke Keekley can make a you can make a case for it because I loved Luke Keekley growing up. Um, My kicker would be Adam Vinatieri. Bruce Smith. Um, Lawrence Taylor. You got a lot of pass rushers there. Aaron, yeah. I think Aaron Donald is in the conversation. Honestly, I found it interesting. I, I do think Trent Williams. You almost get in the conversation at left tackle now. I really yeah, do. You really do. When he, when he said that you got to go older, I go. I almost think Trent Williams at this point, he he, might, he has a serious case for the best left tackle of all time. I think he can make it at least. How about a uh, how about a uh, <clears throat> how about a celebrity? If a celebrity was able, you know, if you could throw it to one celebrity, who would you throw it to? Oh wow! Yeah. Who would you throw it to? 
if I had if I had the opportunity, I would throw it to rest in peace, uh, Regis Philbin. Really? Yeah, Regis Philbin. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Love the big hat guys. Yeah. People walking around big hats. The, if you guys don't know, you're the audio listener. Look up the uh, Brian Robinson big hats. There's been a lot of these big hats rolling around here. It's been pretty uh, pretty entertaining. I don't know who I would choose, man. That's a really good question. Um, I would say Tyreek Hill would be fun, but I couldn't throw it that far, so I'd just be underthrowing him the whole time. Right. <clears throat> Travis Kelsey, maybe? Yeah. Could be kind of fun? Yeah. I would throw it sidearm. You would throw it sidearm now? Yeah, I would throw it sidearm just like Hasma Mahomes would. I would throw it sidearm to Regis Philbin. Rest in peace. I would also throw it to, oh my gosh, I would love it to throw it to Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart would be great. He'd, yeah, Kevin, he'd Kevin be Hart. funny about it, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would. Yeah. He'd be funny about it. That that'd be that'd be one celebrity I would throw it to. Uh, Lamar Jackson won his second career NFL MVP award last night. It was nearly unanimous. Yes. He had 49 mm-hmm. of the 50 first place votes, no second place votes, and then a third place vote. He deserved MVP. He, I, I think he did. The, the, the man that came in second was Dak Prescott. man that came in third, Christian McCaffrey. And the man who was in fourth, none other than his teammate, Brock Purdy. If you had to, if you had to pick for MVP, Lamar Jackson or Chris McCaffrey, I would go run CMC. Yeah, I think I'd go McCaffrey too. Yeah. Um, I thought what he did this year was deserving. Yeah, right. Um, I understand the value that a quarterback brings. I understand it's going to be more valuable than a running back just based on some of the analytical numbers. Same time, I thought what McCaffrey did was historic. And as yeah. good as Lamar Jackson was, I think that's kind of what I, I just said. He was good. Um, I don't think he was necessarily elite this season because I don't know how many guys were elite this season. You know, even even yeah. to an extent, um, you know, Mahomes had slightly exactly. down year. Josh Allen had a slightly down, down year. year. Um, and again, Lamar Jackson was, was good, but we've seen him have better seasons as well. Right. Um, Dak Prescott getting second, a little bit of surprise. Not a massive one, but maybe a little bit. Um, Josh Allen was the man who came in fifth and he was the only other guy who took that first place vote away from Lamar. Yeah. A little surprising to see Josh Allen get that first place vote. Well, Thought he was good. But again, I don't know if Josh Allen really was deserving, especially of a first right. place vote. Um, you also heard that there's going to be an, an international game next year in Madrid, Spain. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. 2025. Um, again, uh, Tyree Kill came in sixth, a little bit low there. Then Mahomes, seventh. Got to go all the way down before you get to a team. Would you think Tyree Kill would have been a little bit higher? Yes, I did. But I think the injury really hurt him. Right. I think sense. the injury, yeah. uh, especially towards the end of the season, was really a uh, the reason why. Right. I just think Tyree Kill would have been a little bit higher. You know, if he didn't get hurt, it would have been higher, you know, in my mind. Well, if you got 2K, I don't know how you don't make him. The MVP. Right. Miles um, Garrett was the def- first defensive player on the list, coming in at 10th with one fifth place vote. How'd you feel about Joe Flacco getting comeback player of the year last night? Yeah, that was tough for me, man. I I understand if you want to take on field performance into the equation, right? Then I think clearly that makes a lot of sense. But 
same time, um, a man passed away in the field and came back and played again the next year. Right. So, if I had a vote for for comeback player of the year, I would have went Baker Mayfield. You know, over Joe Flacco. Because Baker Mayfield, too. you have to remember, he played on a he played on a uh, on a practice squad with Carolina. He was thrusted into the Rams last year and actually won on a Thursday night against the Raiders, if you remember. Yep. That Thursday night game against the Raiders, you know, when he played for the Rams last year. Came back and literally won that game. So, to me, if I would have had a vote, I would have won Baker Mayfield over Joe Flacco. I would have, too, actually. If you're going to use that route of you're not going to more, uh, I think I'm going to go with the guy who has done it more. Right. Who did it more and not just a third or a half of the season. Give me the guy who did it all year. Again, the Buccaneers weren't a great team. Right. But but still, offensively, they were solid. And right. Baker Mayfield, I think, had a really, yeah, really good year. Yeah, Baker Mayfield had a solid year. And I saw him in the wild card game against the Eagles. Yeah. Three touchdown passes. He would have had more if Mike Evans, you know, he dropped a few, which, you know, which could have propelled the Buccaneers to get a bigger lead. But they didn't need those points because, you know, they were able to slow down Jalen Hurts all night long. They got pressure on Hurts when they were supposed to. And, you know, and they came up big when it mattered most. I thought you were about to start singing all night long right there. Yeah, from, from Lionel Richie. You tell me you got a voice. You told me you got some pipes yeah, there, Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm saving my pipes, you know, for Sunday. Oh, for Sunday. For Sunday. I got to oh. save my pipes there. Uh, you got to save them for Sunday? Yeah, I got to save it for Sunday. Uh, I'm not trying to give too much away. A couple of uh, comments to get to. Sean says Flacco deserved it. Sean, I agree with you on a lot of things, my, my guy. I, I would have gone Baker before Flacco. Yeah. I don't so. know where I would have gone. I'm not... I've not decided, even though it's already been voted on, between Demar and Baker. I think yeah. it's a very difficult. Sean, to me, I would have, I would have, I would have went the Baker route over Flacco, just because the way Baker Mayfield was able to come back this season for the Buccaneers. Don't get me wrong, Joe Flacco is a wonderful story, but to me, Baker Mayfield, to me, clearly should have won Combat Player of the Year in my mind. Yeah. Uh, another one. Oh, going back to the question uh, of who you would like to throw to throughout history. Someone said Abraham Lincoln on a go route. Wow. What about that one? We're going historical. Yeah, we're going historical. Ben, ben like Franklin, that. maybe. Or George Washington. You think George Washington is that? Yeah. That might be the guy you're going yeah, with. Yeah, that that'll be my guy, George Washington. Uh, I did find it very interesting uh, today. Uh, it was the last night or today. Um, last night. The Jets owner really got into Woody Zach Johnson? Wilson. Yeah, Woody Johnson got into the team as well as Zach Wilson. Uh, there was a red carpet interview he had with ESPN's Jeff Darlington. Um, and what and, and what did the and what did uh, Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, have to say uh, last night? Well, say? in regards to Zach Wilson, yeah, he did say you need to have a backup quarterback. We didn't have a backup quarterback last year. Yeah. Uh, pretty wild thing to say. Uh, really putting a lot of pressure on Robert Sala, saying we have all this talent. We have to uh, deploy talent properly. So I think they all got the message. This is it. This is the time to go. We've got to produce this year. Um, you're putting a lot of pressure right now on Robert Sala, who, by the way, Robert Sala, a defensive-minded head coach, now t uh, tasked to say he's going to concentrate on offense. He's got D.C. Jeff Ulbrich there. 
to do the defense. So We've what's got your, special teams. So offense, what's your offense, thought offense. on Robert Sala for the Jets? Do you think do you think the Jets are going to win this upcoming year, or do you think they're probably another year or two away from actually truly competing in in the AFC with teams like the Chiefs, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Ravens? Well, I think if Rodgers comes back next year, it's a good chance of that. But that's a conversation for another time. Right. Who we got here now, Malcolm? We got Chief Operating Officer Brian Ford of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How are you doing today, Brian? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? That's the big fantastic thing. Too. I'm doing fantastic. You're as well, nonstop. Brian. You've yeah. been you've been uh, up and down. What do you think of Vegas? Uh, Vegas is amazing. From what you've seen of from it, what, you, you've been what, here interviewing yeah, everybody. I, I've been here, I've been interviewing everybody all week long, and uh, it's been uh, it's been phenomenal, and. Uh, I just want to say thank you for, uh, for for taking the time to be with us today. No, thank you. Thank you for, for having me on, and it's great to see you. It was good to see you on the red carpet yesterday, too. So let me get your thoughts on FL Honors last night, Brian. Uh, share a little bit about that. No. What your thoughts were. It's always a, a highlight of uh, the Super Bowl to recognize people that have gone over and above, and uh, mm -hmm. the league does a great job. And the fandom in that, that arena last night was just unbelievable. All the fans from all 32 teams and just the fans of the NFL. And that's really what gets ex me excited. So you're, you're chief operating officer for the Bucks, obviously. Talk about the day-to-day -day operations, what is it that you do, and uh, just go, you know, just speak a little bit about that. Well, no, really, I, uh, I have the distinct opportunity to kind of bring everybody together mm -hmm. uh, in our organization. Yeah. You know, I tell people all the time we can be affected by what happens on the field, right. but we can't be dependent. So, you know, we have to exceed our customers' expectations. If we could win championships every year, you know, that would be it. But um, we're in the entertainment business. Right. And we have fans, and they spend their hard-earned money to come out. And we have to give them a reason to come out. And it can't just be about wins and losses. So uh, I, I get the distinct opportunity to pull people together, yeah. to try to listen, to try to create, and reinvent ourselves each and every game, each and every day throughout the year, and just try to promote the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on behalf of the Glazer family and our whole organization. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I work with remarkable people. I get to meet people like you and uh, interact uh, with military folks, with Special Olympics, with pediatric cancer, and you know, to try to bring awareness. We have a platform mm -hmm. that's very special that people you know, come out and they want to hear what we have to say, and our athletes are fantastic. You, I heard you met our quarterback, Baker Mayfield, yeah. yesterday. He, he spotted you with that Buccaneer pin on the red yeah. carpet, I heard. I heard you so, gave it to Malcolm. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, yes. So, so, uh, so, uh, Obviously, um, obviously, were the were the Buccaneers a team you you grew up rooting for? You know, I I, I tell my bosses and they know the story, but I grew up in South Florida, uh -huh. so I was a diehard Dolphin fan, oh, and I wow. actually uh, opened up in my prior career. Uh, Joe Robbie Stadium, yeah, where the Dolphins it used to and always be yeah. Joe Robbie Stadium for right. me back in 1987. Mm -hmm. So I was a huge Dolphin fan. But then uh, when an opportunity came about to come to Tampa in 1998 with the construction of Raymond James Stadium, I found myself here in Tampa. And after about nine years, the, the Glazer family invited me to come work directly for them. And I've been in this role ever since, 17 seasons, yeah. and yeah. I've never looked back. So uh, I'm a Buccaneer now. So what impressed you the most this season about? Baker Mayfield like what impressed you most about him you know I go back to the day in training camp you were there I believe and we had all the special Olympic athletes come yeah. out and just his interaction you know on and off the field 
he's been a true buccaneer and just uh you know from leading the the locker room and the players mm -hmm. and getting coaches excited and, and players excited and staff excited so it's you know it's a lot about the x's and o's but as the business guy i like to see the fan interaction and just you know what he did off the field is equally as important and impressive 17 years how have you seen it grown from your first year until now obviously what have been the bigger overarching changes you've seen you know it's just so many options we live in paradise in tampa yeah. so people have a choice of what they do from an entertainment standpoint and each and every day we have to there's no long-term contract we have to you know keep reinventing ourselves and you know we have to keep up with the times and it's yeah. a you know younger generation we're trying to bring younger folks in and try to give them a reason to come become buccaneer fans and it's uh it's an exciting process but really it's the people and it's uh technology technology is completely taken off to try to change the game day experience and it's it comes down to customer service yeah you yeah. know and i you got to wear my super bowl ring yesterday i did and Wait i'm very proud now, of that man. Malcolm, you, you rocked that thing yeah, yeah. I the super bowl ring yesterday from brian at the it, at, it, did at it NFL. fit on you it i know did. you got some big hands i yeah. got some huge hands it, no no it, it fit but it you know fit. i'm very excited and proud of that but i'm equally as proud that 10 out of, out of the last 12 years we've been number one in overall customer satisfaction and that just doesn't happen. That's uh, that's something that the Glazer families instill. Customer, customer service, you know, Number it comes down to customer service uh, satisfaction, wow. Brian. But there's that Super Bowl ring. Yeah, it look good on your hand. Look at there. that Super Bowl ring right there, Malcolm. Look, look at that. Look, look, look at that. Look at that bad boy. Yeah. You're going to hold it out like that. Show the camera. There. Audio listeners can't uh, can't see it, but this bad boy is 12 pounds. This, is, yeah, this, this 12 bad boy. Pounds. He's you taking his arm on your now. toe. That's a broken toe, Malcolm, yeah. if you drop that on your feet right now. So, and you know what? We, uh, I think you were actually at the game. Which game did you come out for? I came out for the Eagles and uh, Bucks uh, wild card game. Wild card game. And then earlier in the year, I wanted to get you out for yeah, the for I went our, to the Saints-Buccaneers uh, uh, game in the regular season. Right. But we got, me, we got to get the winning going. Yeah, we got to um, get the winning, right? So, speaking of that, um, where do you see the Buccaneers uh, heading into the offseason? You know, uh, share about uh, where do you see this team uh, going into uh, the offseason? Well, into the offseason, I got to tell you, um, we work with uh, Mr. Jason Lighton, our, our general manager, and yeah. his entire scouting department. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, they do a remarkable job in finding talent. You know, how many rookies did we start last season? Mm -hmm. And next guy up, and when injuries happen, just yeah. phenomenal. So really, he's trying to, he's a magician. He's trying to figure out the pieces, where the holes, where the needs, and trying to work with our new offensive coordinator and Coach Bowles. It's going to be an exciting offseason. Let me ask you for your Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl uh, um, preview here. Uh, Chiefs and Niners. Do you have an X factor that's going to be a difference outside of Brock Purdy and uh, Patrick Mahomes? Well, you know, I have to go back, you know, a few years earlier than that, number 47. Yeah. You know who number 47 is? John Lynch. That's right. So the, the general manager of the 49ers, I think that's going to be the deciding factor because of that Buccaneer connection. Do you have a final score prediction? You know, I, I, I'm a Buccaneer fan, so I don't get into that. But <laughs> I do want to talk, you know, the days of John Lynch and, and, and coming back. And Absolutely. you were there. You remember the, the uniform that we brought back this yes, past year, the creamsicle. Yes. And that was a big hit. Glorious. Yes, yes. The creamsicle. Well, I, I got something here I wanted to present to you. 
And it's, wow. it's one of those cream circle wow. I love it. How about that? Malcolm, oh, the number one, is Malcolm oh right gosh. now is getting a beautiful cream sickle. You're going to have to put that on there, and we're going to have to get you to come out for our next cream sickle game there. Yeah, let me there you go. There you that go. Number one, because you are number one in my heart. Oh, man. This is, a, this is amazing. Uh, there you go. Beautiful. Malcolm, that is awesome. The cream sickle. The best jersey the in best sports. Jersey in sports right here. And now you have uniforms. your name on it. I'm telling you guys, this is one of the best peaceful uniforms in the NFL. There you go. And now you're going to be wearing it. So you got to sport it now. You got to sport that. You got to sport it. Absolutely, Brian. You know, because that'll drive sales when they see you wearing it. Yeah, there we go. You know, this is what I'm counting on. When they oh see, you know, they're going to say they need to get one. Yeah. Brian Ford, Chief Operating Officer of the Tampa Buccaneers honor and privilege for you to come on with us today on Stack in the Box. Thank you so much for your time today, Brian. Truly appreciate you, man. And uh, and and what a true friend uh, you've been in my life. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate everything you do. You know, you're uh, you're amazing. You're phenomenal. And I'm just so glad I get to be part of this uh, part of this uh, family. And I'm, and I'm just appreciative. Well, that's that you are. You're part of the Buccaneer family and the Ford family. And we're very proud of you and what you've accomplished. You just keep going. And remember, there's nothing, nothing that you can't do. Brian Ford, Chief Operating Officer of the Tampa Buccaneers. Thanks for your time today, Brian. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I will say that that ring brings me a little bit of uh, angst right there. You know, because I, I know I know what team you had to beat. So that's right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> pains me just a little bit here. That's what, why is it bringing so much angst, though, uh, though, though, Sterling? Like, well, I thought the Chiefs had a good chance of winning that Super Bowl, Malcolm. Twenty twenty. Hey, I thought they did over the Buccaneers, and quite frankly, guess what? They got their butts kicked. Yeah. Did not end up very well for KC. Um, but it ended up well for us, Malcolm. Yeah. This is a great time to do this, wow. man. We're wrapping yeah. up. Yeah, we're wrapping up, stacking the box uh, for you know for the last time here at uh, at, at Media Row. What a what a ride! I what a week. Yeah. You know, you know, me and Sterling, you know, fansign special Olympus. Thank you, obviously, to Special Olympus and Fansider. You know, you know, for this partnership. It's been amazing. You know, we're going to continue. You know, we're going to continue to do more things in the future. Definitely more opportunities and. Uh, I'm just so grateful and appreciative for Sterling, for, for Richard, for Patrick, for uh, Hunter, Amy, and uh, Sean, and, and, and the Fanside team. This has been amazing. So I want to say thank you, Fanside, so much, you know, for, for having me on this whole entire week um, as Unified Reporter. Malcolm, this was a lot of fun, man. You got a great jersey as well going home with that, and yeah. you're going to the game. Yeah. Very jealous of that. So you have fun. Yeah. I'll be back. I gotta do I gotta do more work on Sunday. Pre-game yeah. halftime and post-game on the Arrowhead Addict podcast. Until then, we are, are out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.